This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast for disordered eating, eating disorders, and hormone problems. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 6, we talk about recovery. Can you recover from an eating disorder? Can you recover from an eating disorder? And this episode today is very controversial because I believe a lot of people have uh, different opinions about this. And I do have a different opinion about it. I'm just gonna like, because having this episode and this podcast, of course, you know, you're trying to get different perspectives from different people or you know use different literature to like define something like this but of course as a person who is yeah reading reading this telling you this I have opinion of myself about this as well and I think it's very good for me to first talk about you know recovery and how long it takes when are you recovered you know uh, by the DSM-5, so that's like a psychological manual that there is to treat people with psychological illnesses. Um, and then I'm going to go to my personal opinion. And I actually do have an opinion on that manual as well, but we're going to see it then, yeah, further on in this episode. Guys, uh, as I usually do, because I like describing where I'm sitting <laughs> Uh, when I'm doing these podcasts uh, or episodes, of course, because, yeah, still doing this freestyle. And now I'm sitting at the kitchen table. Last time when I was recording, the weather was crazy. This time it isn't much different, but it's only raining, pouring the whole time. And, yeah, I like I like the, you know, the silence I have now. Just sitting on your kitchen table nobody is around you just some dogs and i'm sitting here with a book as well and i'm have you know i'm reading from the book but i'm translating it into english and if i would say it in dutch uh, the book is an eetstoornis overwinnen kan dat what translates to an eating disorder curing that or getting over it is that possible um and the funny thing is they say um it's the newest answers for, or the new, yeah, the new answers for, uh, you know, traits of an eating disorder, the background, you know, how can you fix this, and how can you go to recovery. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm very skeptical about this book, because it's for people who treat people with eating disorders, and at the end of the day, in my personal opinion, the only one who can do that are people who had an eating disorder or have depending on when you what you find recovered um so yeah i'm gonna take some science-based info out of it so we can like see what that's all about and eventually uh we're gonna talk about recovery um how long does it take to recover from an eating disorder uh there was a study and the study was taken on different types of eating disorders and eventually it was a, like an average of 4.7 years and psycho- that was physical and psychological it took about 6.6 years. So you must say that you know uh, the way of eating, getting your uh, menstrual cycle back, getting a good weight, keeping the good weight you know 
that was about 4.7 years. That's a long time. That's the time you can do uh, a study, a university study. And the psychological part on, you know, keeping that, making it a recovery, it was 6.6 years, so almost seven years. And I think it's always good to say that these are like averages from a group of people with, you know, diverse eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, uh, maybe subtypes as well. But it sh- don't think that, that this will be your average. So th- it could be that you're cured in two years. It could be it takes 10 years. It could be three years. And um, don't make it a thing that if you are longer in this process, maybe... 10 years or 15 years and the average is seven years or 6.6 years to be precise that you're failing on something because everybody has their own recovery rate and that's why like books like these that i'm having here these are so you know generalizing and nobody really has like the perfect guide to uh, cure from your eating disorder the only way to discover that is is being in that process um doing things, experience things, and then you know, you know, what helps for you. And you, you're, actually you yourself are your guide eventually on recovery, uh, yeah, for recovery. So that is the time that people need to recover from an eating disorder. Uh, but how many people really recover? And I think that is something very tricky to say because when are you really recovered? And are you recovered by the book or are you recovered because you think you're recovered? So I'm going to take one of these researches out of this book. So what I'm doing now is called cherry picking because they're maybe describing about 10 researches, but I'm not going to, you know, this is going to be a long episode if I would do that. So please mind the, the cherry picking that I'm doing. Uh, there are a lot more, you know, studies on this on how uh, long uh, or how how many people recover. But this is just for some insight. So in 2011, a follow-up study showed that uh, after 13 years, 13 years, of the people with an eating disorder were completely recovered. 25.8 was, you know, they improved. But 12.5% still had their full-blown eating disorder. And in that 12.5% was, you know, 6.4% still, the, the physical part wasn't still okay. So they either had a low weight or maybe were overweight. And yeah, so how the future will be uh, for this research uh, we don't actually know if it will be better throughout the years because of better support that will be you know given that the 60.3 percent of people who did cured maybe will become 75 just for example but you know being cured uh, and then throughout you know the, the manual way it would be something like and i'm going to read the definition as long as the patient is worried about symptoms of for example anorexia nervosa and have the risk to fall back again when they are confronted with negative or traumatic situations uh, that is a thing that would make that they are still you know vulnerable for their eating disorder the moment that these things uh, 
are not something that takes over the mind that much and the flight reaction is dimmed down then you can say that the patient is the patient is cured and i think this is a i'm just i'm gonna give my opinion now sorry i think this is a very narrow way to define um recovery because recovery uh, can be in so many forms and depending where you are recovery could be um it could be keeping the good weight on for example and that brings us actually to the other topic on how can we measure recovery because measuring that is something that is very hard because it isn't a product it isn't something in numbers it isn't like uh you know half a liter of water that you can measure it's the feelings of a person and their reaction and that is very hard because you're working with a person so you need to like you know ask truly uh to get the the correct answers and also the truth what is very hard often with having people uh, who are in their eating disorder so the truth is is that as long as the way people treat an eating disorder as you know a person who is schooled for that if they don't use the same similar way to treat that you can't measure recovery um that means that if you would be someone as a, a person who is treating another person for an eating disorder you would be very like um roughly asking how how are you you know you're not going very much for the details problems can be like uh, skipped and aren't be seen because you're just doing it briefly so using instruments to measure if somebody is recovered this should be a very truly throughout tr- you know uh questionnaire uh questionnaire actually to to define that and still then because you're working with a person there's a type of bias in that as well so that the person still can lie about it because if you have a person or a patient in this case with a healthy weight and um there's there isn't like the physical aspect on looking on it and you know giving your opinion on if the person is recovered or not it's very hard to see if a person is recovered a long long time in this process and i think for a lot of people who treat people with eating disorder and that's something that's also very much in the outside world that you hear is that if the person has a good weight and they're eating normal you know with what is normal the person is cured so we're just solely looking at the physical aspect of okay you're cured because your bmi is you know uh above 18 and a half maybe um you eat three meals a day you snack like three times you're just cured but the psychological part in that isn't looked at at all and that's why at the beginning how i stated it that you know you have like 4.7 years of curing your body but it takes 6.6 years to heal mentally those numbers differ enormous and i truly believe that if you go to a treatment center for this and they don't tackle both that's why you get that big difference because maybe it could be 5 years if you were treated the right way and that's why i also uh 
think that the moment you... They say that how longer you um, wait with an eating disorder to get help, how harder it is to, you know, get get away from it. And I truly think that, that this, you know, sentence has some uh, truth to it because uh, an eating disorder eventually becomes a habit. And if it's your habit to weigh your food, if it's your habit to only use light products, if it's your habit to... Uh, you know, go and exercise after you had your uh, dinner. These things, you know, getting it out is very hard because it became, you know, your second nature. It's like brushing your teeth in the morning. So if you're hearing this and you're like, hmm, should I have, you know, treatment? I definitely advise you to do that because those numbers, they don't lie because it takes a long time to get out of a habit. And now... Coming back of that part because we're talking about, you know, uh, recovery. Um, there are some phases they define in the field about, you know, uh, when are you recovered? So you have three phases. Those for Phase one is uh, your physical recovery. So your body weight is on point. Your way of eating is on point. Phase two is that the psychological and emotional function or functioning becomes better. So we have the base of not uh, being underweight and having a good way of eating. Now we're going to work with keeping it that way by keeping your emotions, um, by learning you to keep your emotions at bay or at least have a healthier coping. Because emotions, they should be there and you should listen to them. But... The way you react to them, that's the most important part. And often you saw back in the day that phase one was very important. And phase two was a bit, you know, diminished in healing people. And nowadays you see way more that they're busy with both at the same time. So next to it that you're maybe eating a healthy meal. You maybe have like group sessions or you go to the psychologist if you're doing it by yourself. So you get more of the... Uh, basic actually I find it a basic need uh, that to recover and then you have the last phase and that is you know uh, getting better for social uh, society type of functioning because often people who have an eating disorder you know, they're not going to school they can't keep a job their life uh, is very much in in a you know at bay it's 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 still and by doing those two phases first, the first phase and the second phase, you eventually can make yourself functionable in the uh, society we live in. So one of after these phases, you know, in actually I should say it better. In these phases, there are some criteria that are made up. Uh, by people who experience helping other people with eating disorders to recover. And these are numbered in this book from A to, to F. And yeah, I think somewhat they're very much true. Uh, but they're, these are like the main things that, that come along by, by the, you know, the majority of the group. But for you yourself, there will be little things that you notice that you recovered. Okay, let's start with number A, food and drinking. You're eating three meals a day, 
uh, amount of calories that is normal for your height and length. No, your, your height and age, yes. You don't have any uh, binge eating problems anymore. You're not using laxatives. You're not, you know, uh, having any signs of bulimia. You don't use, uh, you don't misuse fluids, as in you drink too much or you drink too less. Or maybe use alcohol to numb the feelings. B is movement. You're not moving any more hyperactive uh, to lose weight. C is your attitude against food. You're not afraid anymore and you're very relaxed uh, for food. You don't have like forbidden foods or are obsessed with it anymore. D is your how would you say your demeanor to, if I'm saying it with the correct English word, on the way you look about your figure and your weight. You don't feel too thick. You don't feel the need to go on a diet. And you're happy for the most part on how you look. E is body recovery. As in a normal weight for your gender, length and age. You're stable. Your body temperature is good. Your heart rate is good. You don't have any stomach problems. Um, and normal teeth. No uh, ero- erosion, I believe. If I'm saying it correctly in English. Um, your um, lymphs, you know, in your mouth. They're not swollen. And uh, you are not tired all the time. You have enough energy just to go... And do your thing. And of course you need to sleep at night. But you're just functioning properly. F is the... I think one of the most important parts. Is the mentally... Uh, um, mentally stableness in, in how you are. You like... For the most part you like yourself. You have uh, some self-esteem. And you do not... you know. Com- You're not more dependent on that from your weight and figure. Uh, And you aren't thinking, you know, black and white. Or are extremely perfectionists. Or stuff like that. And I've often seen people with eating disorders being highly perfectionist. Okay, there are actually, I'm seeing there's four letters more. H-I-J-K. So H is emotion regulation. You don't have the loss of control anymore about your emotions. I is uh, relaxation. You can relax uh, as well physically as mentally. And you don't feel the compulsion anymore. J is social. uh, Yeah, being social. You can be a part of society and you can be social with other people. And K is comorbidity. So you're not... Uh, yeah, in trouble with psychological illness or other. Uh, sci- I must say this correctly. You're not have feeling a lot of problems with psychological illnesses that comes with an eating disorder like depression, fear, um, obsessive compulsion, or auto mutilation, cutting yourself. So these, because I'm not gonna make this podcast too long. Um, were some points I thought it were very important to tell that these are some criteria that you maybe can use for yourself uh, to see where you are now, you know, at at this point, at this moment.
And on the question, can you heal from an eating disorder? Well, if I go by the book that I was using for this episode, I could say yes. They have criteria, they have some definitions. And if you would go solely from that perspective and you could think, you know, you can cross off everything that was there and you managed it, then yeah, you're cured or recovered. But I think there's some more layers into this than just what they described. Uh, I think you have recovery by the book. I think you have recovery for some criteria you made for yourself when you are recovered when it feels like you are secure with yourself and how you you know look at life look at yourself look at your disorder and i think we should be realistic as well and the truth is is that after you've had an eating disorder you have a bit of a scar on you and it either is physical it either is emotional or it is both and What I want to say with that is that, yeah, by the book you're recovered. Yeah, by your criteria you are recovered. And yes, I do believe in recovery. But please keep keep it in your mind that you are not the person you are as in before you had this. You were maybe a bit more naive. You didn't know how your body would react. You had only one goal, you know, getting that body maybe slimmer or you didn't know how to cope with your feelings and now you are so much more wiser so much more knowledgeable on how to care for yourself and how to deal with the eating disorder that was haunting you and that knowledge and that experience that is something you will carry with you all your life and maybe you will come in a situation again that is very stressful or maybe traumatic and now of the knowledge you've gained from having the first time you know that eating disorder you know how to cope with that Uh, or maybe don't and then it's a relapse but if you know how to cope with that um, you could call it recovery but maybe you also couldn't call it recovery because it's coming back again do you get what i'm like aiming for um I don't think that you should be fully recovered, then it's okay. And maybe that's another part that I'm going to. So by the book, you're recovered. By your own criteria, you are recovered. And please note that you're a new person after this that has a lot of knowledge combined with the old person you were. Uh, And things maybe won't be the same like before, but that's okay if you learn to find that okay. But also, just like I stated, that if you have a relapse, um, yeah, you know, that can happen. And you're not failing if you uh, thought you were recovered, that you have a relapse, then, oh, maybe I'm not recovered. Um, An eating disorder is very dynamic in how it either comes the first time or creeps up to you, and it can creep up to you again. But I wouldn't bash yourself for then not being recovered. Recovery isn't the guideline of the book. It isn't um, the criteria you maybe you made for yourself. It's a factor, multifactorial thing uh, when you think you are recovered or when people think you are recovered. And I think the most um, important part of this, you know, saying this is that It's okay if you're not 100% recovered by your criteria, by the book, by what other people think. 
uh, it isn't okay to try to strive for 100% recovery. Of course, you know, if you get there by how, you know, life goes and at some point you're like, oh, wow, like I get all the criteria of the books right. Sure, that's fine, but it shouldn't become another obsession recovery. And if you're there for 70%, be proud on yourself that you're there for 70% because uh, 70 is a lot. It's a lot if you look against 0%. So, yeah, I think that's the episode for today. We talked about uh, the duration of an eating disorder, on the criteria of an eating disorder, about definition. We talked about uh, the book. I was uh, reading this out uh, about cherry picking. I'm going to say it well about my opinion about this. Uh, I gave a little bit of my own, you know, glance to it. And I hope you can find something out of it. And, you know, recovery is very scary. It's very unpredictable. But if you have the power to bring yourself to the ground and almost die, you can have the power to recover as well. And that's it for this episode. If you would like to know more, you can always DM me uh, on Instagram to at imstuffed underscore com or mail me to info at imstuffed.nl. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl and start working on your relationship with your food, body, and mind. And I'll see you the next time.